Welcome to Mom and Up. With your co-host, developmental psychologist, Dr. Marty Erickson, and Dr. Aaron Erickson, maternal child health specialist and nurse practitioner. Here's my grandma, Marty. And here's Aaron, my mom and mom. Welcome to Mom Enough. I'm Erin Erickson here with my mom, Marty, and we're going to be talking about a very important topic, especially for those of you who have young children at home. We'll be talking about early childhood screening and intervention with our guest, Dr. Brenna Rudolph. Brenna is a former teacher and autism specialist and a current lecturer in special education at the University of Minnesota. She has spent the last 18 years dedicated to ensuring young children with or at risk for delays, disabilities, um, and their families have access to high quality services and support. In our episode today, Brenna is going to be joining us to discuss the importance of early childhood screening. And as a mother of two young children who have recently participated in screening, Brenna is going to share a detailed personal account of the screening process in hopes to not only reduce any potential uneasy feelings regarding screening, but also to empower you and other parents to go out and have their young children screened as well. Whether you're filled with concern or have no concerns at all, this episode will give you all of the information you need to ensure that your little one continues to develop to their fullest potential. So thank you so much for joining us, Dr. Brenna Rudolph. Yes, it's nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I echo Erin's welcome. I just had so much fun getting acquainted with you via Zoom recently and discovered lots of, of common themes in our career paths, uh, although my, I'm way at the end of my <laughs> of my uh, career path, or very close to the end, I think. And uh, so it's, it's just really fun to have you here and, and to know that you're working in this wonderful field, and it really is a wonderful field. Um, Let's start with the most basic question of all. What is early childhood screening? Sure. So it seems like a really basic question, but there are actually, I think, a number of different things that people think about when they hear screening. Um, So we're going to start off with early childhood screening. So um, this is just one of the ways in which we monitor kids' development, and we potentially find kids who might be in need of some additional services and supports. Um, and so we do this because we want to intervene early. When, when kids are young, we know that their brains and bodies are the most malleable and we know from research, the earlier we intervene, the greater outcomes we will see later in life. Um, and so that's why we're doing that. Um, in Minnesota, early childhood screening is required of all kids before they go to kindergarten. I think in some other states, they might still refer to this as kindergarten screening. So that might be something that parents are familiar with. But in Minnesota, we talk about early childhood screening. And while it's recommended um, or necessary before starting kindergarten, we really are trying to push parents to go out and get their kiddos screened soon after they turn three. And we're pushing for this because they 
there might be some services and supports that can help your family and your child. Um, and then you would get one, potentially two years of free services and supports to help your child before sending them off to kindergarten. Um, and so we really do push for early screening at age three versus waiting until maybe the summer before your child goes on um, to kindergarten. But basically, it's just a really quick free check of your child's development. Well, I know that early intervention is really important because it has been really important in our family and has uh, allowed us to ensure that one of our children got the services they needed to um, develop the skills and and be successful in school. And it did just that. So I can't uh, emphasize enough the importance of early childhood screening. So a lot of parents might not know how to get this screening. So where do they go? How do they set something up? Yeah, so I have a three-year-old at home. She turned three in July, and I just recently went through the screening process with her so I can share a little bit about that. I know if parents are anything like me and feel a little bit of anxiety around um, new or unknown things, especially those regarding their children, then this might help you. Um, so there are a number of things you can do. Um, you can go on to, in Minnesota, you can go on to Help Me Connect. It's a website. Um, and there's a, a tab you can click on under Healthy Development and Screening, and that will lead you to an Early Childhood Screening tab. You can enter in your zip code, and that's going to give you the name and the contact information of the person to call. So that's one way. You can just Google your school district and early childhood screening. That's another really easy way. Um, that's what I ended up doing. Um, and so I did just that and got the phone number. Um, I could have just scheduled the appointment right there online, but I was hopping in the car and so I decided to call. So I just called. I made the appointment over the phone. It was super slick. Um, and yeah, the appointment was scheduled after that. I did, I got an email from them. They emailed me some forms to fill out prior to the screening appointment. Um, one was a really basic informational form. They were wanting to know more information about my daughter. So her name, her birth date, our address, things like that. And then the other form was a parental consent, basically just saying that I was consenting to the screening being completed. Um, and they also told me to bring in a copy of her immunization forms and her birth certificate, um, which I didn't have either. Um, it's been on my to-do oh, list to hear that yeah. it's been on my to-do list since my six-year-old was born and I still have yet to get their birth certificate so I told them I'm like I don't have that I also don't have updated immunization records and they said that's totally fine you can still complete screening um, so that was a, a relief to hear so it was super easy to set up the appointment which was nice 
Isn't it funny how those kinds of things just can just feel like deal breakers? I mean, I and I think it's really great that you mentioned that because a lot of parents, I think, do worry about, you know, what are they going to have to try to find or how, are they going to be embarrassed because they don't have these things? And I just think it's so wonderful that you were still able to go ahead and, and get your daughter screened. Yes. And that, that, that really speaks well to the system, I think, in, in being uh, forgiving and understanding when it comes to where parents are with all, all these things that we have to do in those early days. So yes, totally. That's, that's great. So what happens during a screening appointment? And I actually know a lot about this because I took my kids 100 years ago, it seems like, uh, for early childhood screening when it was really a pretty new, a pretty new thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, tell us, t- for those who don't know, talk about that appointment. What's it really like? Yeah. So my daughter, Rita, and I um, arrived at the screening place. We had to kind of hang out in the waiting room for a couple of minutes while the appointment before us finished up. Um, and then they called us into a small room in that room it was just me and Rita and then the woman who was completing the screening she had some toys available at a small table Um, Rita was a little bit hesitant to sit down you know she she goes to daycare and she's used to being around other kids and adults but this was an unfamiliar person in an unfamiliar place Um, so she was really making sure that I was going to stay close So they had another chair right next to Rita and I was able to sit next to her. Um, And that woman asked Rita to do a number of things with toys. And so she brought out some blocks and asked Rita if she could stack them in different ways and count the blocks. And they were talking about colors. Um, She brought out some crayons and had Rita um, copy some simple strokes on paper. She had some other toys and was giving Rita some directions to follow. Like, can you put the toy in the box? Can you put the toy next to the box or under the box? Um, a number of, of different things at the table. Um, And she was really great at engaging Rita and kind of bringing her out of her shell. At first, she would ask her questions and Rita was not saying anything and she would kind of look to me. So I would encourage her, you know, you can use your words. And she opened up throughout the that short session, which was nice to see. Um, And then while Rita played with the woman at the table, I sat next to Rita and filled out a parent questionnaire it was called the ages and stages questionnaire, social emotional. And it was um, pretty quick. It had, I would say like maybe 30 to 40 questions on it, but they were all rating scales. And so um, it asked questions like, does your child enjoy to be cuddled? Um, Does your child listen to you? Are you able to easily calm your child down when they're upset? Things like that. And then you could um, check off Um, always or most of the time, sometimes, rarely or never. And then you also had an opportunity to check if something were of concern to you. If you've been thinking about something um, and you're, you know, wanting to maybe talk about it a little bit more, you could check that that was an area of concern. So Rita kind of hung out with that woman and played with some toys. I sat next to her, filled out some paperwork. um, And that process took maybe 15 minutes. Oh, she also did ask Rita to stand up and do some gross motor things. So she wanted to see her um, balancing on one foot and hopping and jumping and things like that. Um, Of course, Rita thought it was just 
great fun to get all of this one-on-one -on -one <laughs> attention from a new person. So um, show off. Yes, yeah, of course. Time to show off the jumping and <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then after, so, oh, Oh, yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask okay. you what happens after. Yeah, so then after that, we actually went into another room, and, and then we met a school nurse, and she measured um, Rita's height and her weight and told me what percentage she was at, which was nice because we hadn't been in for a well-child visit in a bit, so I could see kind of how she compares to other kids her same age. And then they did a quick vision um screening, which I also thought was interesting, you know, because Rita's three, she doesn't know her letters. And so I was like, how are they going to do this? Um, but they had a different vision chart with some really simple shapes. One was a house, a heart, um, a circle, and they had Rita put some sunglasses on that would kind of block out one of her eyes so that they could check both of her eyes. And then after we did the, the vision and kind of the overall health check, then they did a quick um, hearing check. So she put on some headphones, they played some noises in the headphones, and she got to choose whether she like patted her knees or held up her hand or clapped every time she heard a tone in her ear. So I think the whole screening appointment was just under 30 minutes. Um, and I was right there by her side through the whole thing. Well, that's great. And that, uh, you know, it wasn't traumatic for you or for Rita, which is the way it's supposed to be. And I think the way it is for most kids. So um, it's really great that we have a system that makes this kind of process really fun for kids. I think, you know, once they get through that initial shyness, which is so common with a stranger at that age, but age three is just a, a perfect time, I think, as a developmental psychologist for, um, for this kind of screening to happen. And as you said at the onset, you know, then you have a year or two if your child does need some some special support or intervention, or even for you just to get a little guidance about how you can strengthen those areas that might not be a big problem, but you'd like to see them moving along a, a little, little more uh, fluently, if you will. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I did, I did forget to mention, um, if there are people who are still feeling a little bit anxious, you can go to YouTube and just type in early childhood screening in Minnesota. And there's a like a five minute video that pops up that shows you the whole process. So you could even watch that with your child if they were feeling a little bit nervous. Um, so they would know exactly what to expect and kind of get that visual. And if you actually Google um, instead of going in through YouTube, but you Google early childhood screening in Minnesota, the Minnesota Department of Education's website will pop up and that video um, is available in, I think, seven different languages, making it really oh, accessible. Wow. So that's a great resource, I think, for folks definitely in Minnesota, but also in other states who are just interested in what a screening appointment might look like. What a great thing to have in, in all those different languages and representative of the different cultures that make up our wonderful state of Minnesota. Mm -hmm. oh, that, that's terrific. Um, yeah, I just have to add one comment here, because when you talk about the, the 
time of the the part of the screening with the school nurse and you know getting the height and weight and the vision check which is really great and and hearing check uh and i've told this on mom enough before but bear with me aaron you've heard this a hundred times in your life but when aaron was three and uh, about the age when uh, it was about the time when i was going to be taking her in for early childhood screening i noticed that her behavior was changing a little bit and not in in good ways. She was a, such an easy child and, you know, just really sociable and delightful and sweet. And she was getting a little obstinate and sassy and, you know, just some behavior changes. And I was thinking, oh my gosh, this is not fun. What's what's going on? Well, come to find out, unbeknownst to any of us in our household or at the preschool where she was going, um, she had a major hearing loss and it was from chronic ear infections, but she hadn't even been diagnosed with ear infections at that point. She'd not presented with the usual symptoms, but her ears were just so plugged up that um, it was affecting her behavior. She wasn't like, she wouldn't follow directions. And I think she wasn't hearing the right. directions. Wow. You know? um, so, and it turned out to be something that was uh, quite easily resolved and her behavior bounced back to being her wonderful little self. And, you know, but it was interesting for me because this is, this is my field. Right. And I, I felt like a really stupid mother that I hadn't, hadn't put two and two together, but I don't know I don't know how I would have. So it really was thankful to this screening, you know, where they were able to really test the hearing in a systematic way that we caught that. And then she was able to go on her happy way. Mm -hmm. So, so um, let's talk a little bit more about after the screening and, and what happens in terms of the results and, and, you know, what, what goes on then yeah. if the child yep. is or is not needing help. Sure. So if there are no concerns, so you don't have concerns about your child's development, the person who was screening your child didn't, you know, see any concerns, and there's no need for any additional resources, um, then nothing happens. So you're kind of just sent on your way. And you're ready. Once your child is of age to go to kindergarten, you're ready to register and send them off to kindergarten. So really, nothing might happen. Um, now, if there are concerns, uh, potentially you have concerns, maybe the screener doesn't have concerns, but you have some lingering concerns and you want to advocate for your child, or maybe the screener has concerns or potentially both of you have concerns, um, then a referral can be made for um, kind of a more comprehensive evaluation to see what might be going on or what's getting in the way of your child continuing to develop and grow. Um, or there might be a situation where maybe there aren't concerns about your child's development, but you shared um, a need for certain resources or support that you need. And so maybe a referral isn't going to be made for more comprehensive testing, but referrals might be made for other services. So uh, maybe you'll learn more about Head Start or school readiness or um, get a pamphlet about early childhood family ed programs or scholarships that are available or um, child care resources. So it really just depends on... Um, kind of what you talk about during screening, what supports you need, and what's needed for your child. 
Well, that's very helpful. So uh, thank you so much. I really appreciate all this information. Are there other resources that parents need to know about? Um, yeah, yeah. I do want to say that this was specific to early childhood screening once your child turns three. And again, like I said, in Minnesota, that's required before you go to kindergarten, but we are pushing for families to get in early so that you can access those free services if needed. Um, but there's another route to screening and evaluation for kids of any age. And so Maybe you are at home with an infant or a toddler and you have some questions or concerns about their development. Or maybe you have a, a four or five-year-old who already went through screening and that went great, but since then some concerns have popped up. You as the parent um, or caregiver of any kind can always go online to help me grow um, and request a screening or an evaluation. So there are free services and supports to families with infants, toddlers, and preschoolers. Um, and regardless of anyone else's concerns, so maybe you shared with your pediatrician that you have concerns and they've said, oh no, you know, let's let's wait a little bit longer. They'll eventually talk. Um, maybe you've shared with your with your child's daycare provider or teacher at preschool, and nobody else seems to be concerned like you are, you know your child best and you should advocate for your child and their needs. So hop online to help me grow. Um, and you can make the referral yourself and that's super simple to do. So I think the Help Me Grow website in Minnesota is amazing. Um, I think 40 plus other states also use Help Me Grow as kind of their child find um, system way of connecting family with the resources that they need. In Minnesota, there's also Help Me Connect, which is just filled with amazing resources for families. So that's another great thing to check out. Um, Outside of Minnesota, the CDC's Learn the Signs Act Early is an amazing resource. So if you just have questions about child development, if you're wondering if your kiddo is on track or if you're in need of certain resources, CDC Learn the Signs Act Early is an amazing um, website to check out. And then I always like to make a plug for the Autism Navigator program, and you can just Google Autism Navigator. Um, that's a great one. It has um, some free online learning modules that families can complete if you have any concerns that are maybe um, associated with a potential autism spectrum disorder. Um, and they also have videos for you to watch that kind of um, compare kids who um, later on in life were diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, and you can kind of compare um, what behaviors look like across the ages. So those are all really great resources. Well, great. Thank you so much, Dr. Brenna Rudolph, for all those helpful resources. And thank you to Help Me Grow Minnesota for being a supporting partner of Mom Enough and bringing this very helpful information to us. And thanks to all of you for listening to this episode of Mom Enough. I'm Erin here with my mom, Marty, and we'll be back with another new episode next week. Content copyrighted by Marty and Aaron Erickson. All rights reserved. Visit momenough.com for an archive of all Mom Enough shows and many free downloadable resources on child development, parenting, and maternal health and well-being.
Do you think I'll have a show called Kid Enough someday?